We are back. I apologize for the very, like, well, well deserved, but yet kind of fuckery on my part for not setting up the podcast sooner. A lot has happened. We have Mike Rocco and Galano here. Again, I'm sorry for all the one fan that listens to us, but we're here. We're back. It's a new year, new Serie A still to play, a new half of Serie A. So we're going to get right to it. First topic I want to talk about, the window has just passed. And, you know, after looking at all the moves that have been made and all the deals that have been done, you know, Juve definitely were the most active in this window. So, Rocco, I'm going to start with you. You know, what do you think of Juve's transfer window in a whole? And are you basically happy with what they did? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's funny because before the, before the window, all the Juve brass were like, this is the team for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very, very passive. We're not doing anything. And they did a lot, especially, you know, the last week, I guess, was pretty hot for them. Um, obviously, the headline is bringing in Vlaovic. Mm-hmm. 17 goals already in Italy this year. Uh, Juve's been lacking the guy, like, to lead the line, I guess, all season since Ronaldo's been gone. Um, so, hopefully he fills that void. But, yeah, I think for Juve, like, offloading players was almost as big as bringing in players, cutting weight on Ramsey. Um, Kulusevski just never fit, and Benton, of course, kind of regressed. Yeah. Over the past few years. So, yeah, I mean, overall, I think they got better and they got leaner. There, There's one thing I think that to make it like a perfect window for Juve, I think if they got probably another center back in to add a little more depth to the center back rule, I think that kind of would have basically completed a perfect window for them given the short time that they had, even though it's only a month. Um, but other than that, you know, like you said, trimming the fat, I thought was really good. Um, they kept more of their creative players, I think. And I yeah. think more of midfielders that can give Vlavic the ball when he needs it. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm very, I would probably, if I were to give this a grade, I'd probably give it B plus a minus in terms of a grade for this. A plus plus. Yeah. No. I mean, for me, obviously, plus well, plus. my only point is the center back. That's my only contingency yeah, so, point. So for center back, I hear you, but like, uh, they have Bonucci, Chiellini, Delict, Rugani has actually been playing well, despite a lot of crap that he gets all the okay. time. And Danilo just came back from injury. And I think in a, in a three man back line i think he's really good as the outside yes. guy mm-hmm. and i think in a four man he can obviously his natural position is like a right back but he can play as a center back if you need him to and he has a few times so i think like getting another guy maybe wasn't top priority yeah. as much as some of filling the other positions where i think getting another left back would have been more important than getting another center back so yeah well you had the striker dishio that can just score bangers yeah. one day <laughs> and then another day just be completely mia yeah. but yeah I, I hear what you say. i think again i think it's a really good window mike i mean it's a january window this is a, this is like an a that's what i'm saying yeah. yeah and it's addition by subtraction like they're gonna they're gonna have so much flexibility in the summer especially if the ramsey option i don't know if that's a obligation type thing going on there i think yeah i think i think that i I can't imagine he's a (laughs) speaking of world beaters (laughs) i think i think all the loans i think are options to buy i don't think there's any well i think and cooler were were purchases but the other loans kulusevsky is there it's a conditional obligation or something i think bentoncore was actually a a straight purchase that's the thing i thought it was a 30 million euro purchase what's the place valenza there is there one on on Um, bentoncore yeah i think i was reading that juve says that it generates a positive economic gain of 4 million euro after after they make the payment to to Boca Juniors because Boca was owed thirty five percent of oh, his wow. sell on fee. Well, yeah, remember Bentancur was brought in as part of the Tevez, Tevez package yeah. way back when. Um, yeah, also like who cares about center backs? Allegri's the coach. Like everybody's a potential. <laughs> Everyone's center back. a center back. <laughs> like Morata, you can see Morata back there. Rabiot. We, we, let's put it this way: Is it more outrageous for Ma, uh, 
for for Morata to play center back than Rabiot to play wing. Right? <laughs> Maybe. One of those has already happened. So <laughs> what I'll say is, yeah, I, I, this is this is a solid A, A plus for Juve. I mean, I thought Ramsey was going to finish his career at Juve, not because Juve wanted him there, because nobody else yeah. would take him. Yeah. Right, so the, the just that alone, with no no other business done, would have been a straight A. So, yeah. I, I think this this has to be an A A plus for for Juve. Arriva Bennett, hats off, cheers! Like you earned you earned your medal. Like congratulations. He had a good In arrival a month, season. In a month, he's already better than his predecessors. <laughs> How do you feel about the Murata? Like Murata rumored to go to Barca, doesn't go through. What do you make of that? Yeah, he was rumored to go there, and then he was rumored to go to Spurs along with the rest of the Juve rejects <laughs> uh, in the last couple of days. Um, Juve rejects that are going to win the Premier League next year most, somehow. Most likely, most likely. <laughs> as long as they don't finish above Arsenal this year, that's all I care so, about. Two quick things. First of all, quick, very quick side note, like Barca. Talk about a shit show. Like, what is going on there? Se- second thing, I have a question for you. Okay. Vlaovic is at 17 goals right now. Uh-huh. If you had to give me, if you had to say he got to 30, yes or no? If you had to bet on it, what would you say? No. He's not going to take the penalties. That, like, he won't he, take penalties. He, he took penalties, penalties at Fiore, right? And so. I think it's going to, like, I think there's going to be an adjustment period. And I think if Max is coaching, they're going to be getting one nils. If he gets suspended, maybe, and Landucci keeps taking over, they, I think they scored four every time he, he's come in. So maybe for the rest of the season. They so I have, a, I have a second question for you. How does Dybala fit into all this? And in terms of more big picture, what formation do they do now that they have Lavic there? So. I'm always like, if you have great players, you should be able to fit them in together. Yeah. Um, Dybala's best position is like a second striker. I think that Max has been playing this ridiculous 4-4-2 with Rabio on the left, which doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but I do think you need to have two guys together. And that's that's something that's a little confusing because I was reading today that like he wanted to keep Morata there to play him with Flaovic. And I don't that makes no sense to me. That makes no sense to me at all. I'm just like, oh, I can't listen, wait. I, I could think of, we're gonna get we're gonna get to this, but I could think of a team that plays with two up front and can use a second striker. I'm just saying, I don't know. We'll get to it. Unless you're just whipping in crosses, I never like <laughs> two big strikers. But, uh, but also, I'm and thinking I don't have people who can cross. So that's true. Well, so Quadrado. Quadrado, yeah. Quadrado is very. So it's going to be a fun FIFA team, though. I, I kind of want to yeah. go buy that. Like, yeah. Uh, well, they they just need Llorente now. Oh, oh don't get me started. <laughs> what a handsome <laughs> man! Get me started. Llorente Dybala was like for me. So I could never imagine a better. Company. I'm thinking. I'm, th- I'm thinking about how when Vlaovic played at Fiore and how he could possibly play in Juve. And I feel like that a lot of the space where he was effective, which is, you know, not directly on the wing, but in the channels mm-hmm. and having his back to goal and trying to be right outside the 18, maybe a little deeper. You have a guy like Dybala, he's going to occupy that space. So do you then use Vlaovic as just a go behind the lines type of guy? Like, how would you utilize Vlaovic in the system? I think that Dybala is going to have to play off of Vlaovic similarly to how he did with Iguain when Iguain first mm-hmm. came to Juve. And that combination worked really, really well. Yeah. Um, I think Dybala likes when there's a reference point for him when he can make runs off of that. And I think Vlaovic is better at, you know, taking the passes in with his back to goal and then finding people than, than Morata is definitely, or Kane. Yeah, Those so guys can't do that. I'm just saying, it's kind of like how, how Lukaku was used last year, that, to an extent. Yeah, I was, I was going to make that point. I yeah. think Vlaovic play style, for me, reminds me a lot of Lukaku. Like, he can get the ball. He doesn't have to be in the center of the pitch. He can mm-hmm. be out, outside, out wide, out right, because he has pace, which people forget. Vlaovic is fast. Yeah. He is incredibly fast. I remember what he did to Inter last year. He got the ball off the right side, made Skriniar look stupid, and then broke away. 
right? Like he he's physically strong. The only way you stop him is what Kyer did to him, and, just, and, he, and he didn't even stop him when you think about it. He yeah, scored two goals. He scored two goals, but like Kyer, if you're not fouling him, you he's impossible yeah. to stop. And he's perfect for the one nothing that Allegri wants. Yeah, right. You just need a sniff of goal, and and Vlaovic has it. Yeah, you know. He's yeah. also like you know he's got all the physical attributes, but he's technically gifted too. Mm-hmm. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna be such a change of pace for Juve, and the thing for me is, is it enough to get them into top four? Like, he's a, he's an eighty million dollar player, but I'm like, does it plug all of the holes? I, I'm not sure. If well, if you told me that they just got him and didn't get rid of or didn't adjust their midfield, I would say no. But the fact that I think they did a really good job of trimming the midfield and actually focusing on the creative players, I think that this purchase in co- in combination with that makes them top four ready. Yeah, I mean, I think that. Assuming they play a way that that balances this team a little bit more, like you were asking formation and like bringing up Lukaku, I think is interesting because I think like, I've seen this online, it's not an original thought, but I think a three-five-two could be a really nice formation for Juve because they do have depth mm-hmm. at center back, like we were saying, and then um, yeah, I think Vlaovic paired with Dybala up top works well, and I think Juve needs to play three in the midfield because yeah. I think having Locatelli as kind of the deepest guy takes away some of his good qualities. I've always been a fan of. Arthur, Locatelli, and then one of these like action guys, either mm-hmm. McKenny or now Zakaria. But I think that that balance helps you a lot, and I yeah. think that then you see like McKenny winning balls and also getting into spaces. And I'm not familiar too much with Zakaria, but I, so he says he's a ball winner. So here's here's my only qualm with the three five two. It makes a lot of sense, except when a certain someone comes back from injury. Right, that's the issue. Right, like, right now I think that formation works, and but, then once Kiesa's back. I think it's very confusing. It's incredibly confusing. Like, yeah. do you want to get Vlaovic integrated into a system that may not be the system going forward next year? Right. Right. Where like he's gonna have he might be in a three up front. Right. Yeah. I don't know. And even if you do do the three five two, you mentioned Morata might be that other that second guy. Like, it's a terrible idea. Which is an awful idea. Yeah. Awful idea. I mean, uh, I think you do what gets you the most points this season agreed. for now because they need to get. I think. They spent the Champions League money on Vlaovic, and if they don't make Champions League, I think they're really screwed. Um, but, I mean, who knows? Nobody thought they could afford a transfer like this anyway. See, see you say Champions League money. I say Johnny Boy Elkins money. So <laughs> That's what Moji said, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah. They have so much. What was, it, what was the quote that? Two uh, percent of their net worth, or something, could buy Inter. Like people forget about that. It was something. It's like insane. That. Like that. It's yeah. insane. Well, I think another facet to the Vlaovic point with the formation, you know. Dybala is a big question of where he's going to go this summer. If he leaves, I think the 4-3-3 with him, Kiesa, and who's, I don't know who's only going to be in the left wing. Bernadeski. <laughs> Bernadeski. <laughs> but, e- but even that, that front three, that's that's a respectable front three to uh, deal with. They're all Fiorentina players. Well, yeah. That would be funny. Yeah. Laughs. It, no, it, no, it is At because Tuscany. it's happened. Yeah, it's, but I think I think Rocco, Nell, and Hedward, so you get the points with the team you have now Great. when you incorporate Dybala. It seems like he kind of wants to go. Well, well I don't think he, he wants, wants to, to go. Stay. Yeah, I think he really wants to stay. I, th- I think I, it's funny too because, like, a lot of the during like a lot of these pods, we like at least like Rocco and I have been of the opinion like you, if you're Juve, you have to keep him. And then as soon as you buy, buy Vlavic, I'm like, and he can go. Yeah, he's like, expendable. Go ahead, let him walk. Yeah. Now that salary, like, I uh, you look at it and you're like, okay, like if you can find a left winger who can who can play. You know, maybe at just a below Dybala level, but fits that role. I think that the add, like the addition of like the free space for Chiesa and letting him control, 
would be better than having both of them on the pitch if they continue to struggle like this. So I think there's a high chance that he just walks. I think it's interesting because I think that, like, I think I said this when Vlaovic signed. I was like, if there's something in front of Dybala, he should take whatever it is because he's losing leverage, you know, just by the fact that now they have, like, a guy who's going to score more goals than him and going to, like, lead the line. That being said, like I was saying, I think that he plays really well off another striker, and I think, like, Juve could also be exposing themselves by not having tied him down because now for the rest of the season, the two of them look really good together. Like, obviously, Chiesa is going to have to be incorporated to the team, but if those two play really well together, it's it's hard to say you should break them up then. Yeah, so. then the only, in terms of formation, the only formation you can do with the two strikers and the wings is, like, a variation of a 4-4-2. It's the only thing that you can really do that makes sense. Yeah, and then it gets back to, like, Dybala just sort of floating exactly, around. Exactly, yeah. Which, would maybe work better if there's like a more structured midfield than what they've been doing, but like with the way Dybala has to come back into the midfield to get the ball to bring it forward, it kind of neutralizes him. But uh, we'll see. It, if I were a betting man, I would say Dybala goes and they're going to get a left winger who's not necessarily technical, but is a runner, like defender, kind mm-hmm. of like like Matuidi in like winger a form. Good Kulusevsky. He, good Kulusevsky. Like, like a defensive minded. Like, like I like I really think like a Matuidi but winger type. You Manzukic know what I'm when he was playing for Max. Exactly, that's yeah. exactly what I'm thinking. Like a Pedersic, like a Pedersic like yeah. yeah, yeah, would yeah. be like your ideal scenario. Yeah. There, who knows? The, the, it the could only, happen. Yeah, the only thing is like how many players are like Pedersic in today's game. I, I don't that's know. The, that's the only issue. Is like you get very few, and if they're not, and they usually play a left wing back, they don't play a left I, wing or I, left mid. I firmly think I, I'm very curious to see how this the Zakaria project works because. Yeah. If you're if to your point, if there's more balance in the midfield and maybe maybe Allegri will trust putting more attacking players forward if he knows he has coverage yeah. in the midfield. Right? That was the big issue. When Locatelli as a regista for me never made sense. You're wasting his gifts. He likes to break through the lines, yeah. likes to get forward and score goals. He's good at it. We saw it at the Euro. Now that he has cover behind him, maybe you see him and Arthur play side by side. That would be really nice. Because they don't have to worry about getting broken out on behind him. For sure, I think so. I think that on like I don't know the way I think about it, I think Juve's best team has both of those guys in it, just because Artur's passing, like yeah, he hasn't played too much, but he's he's very talented. When you watch him on the ball, it's like glued to his foot. I think he's 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 fun to watch. He's very technical, but um, yeah, I think their best team has those two, and you need sort of like a hustle guy to balance those. Exactly. Yeah. So I know he just just signed the paperwork at Juve, but I think Vlaovic is. You know, maybe a step below where like Holland and Mbappe are. Sure. I don't think he's at Juve for a long, long time. How many years do you give him left in Serie A at this point? I I see Juve as a step club. I think that this is yeah three I, years and then off to the Premier League. Could be. I I think unless unless there's a situation like Fiorentina where it's like a year coming down to his contract and they don't see him resigning. If I'm Juve, this guy's the face of the franchise going forward. I mean, more than Chiesa, it's them too. It has to yeah. be them too. Yeah. I think for I, that's a good point though, Marco. Like yeah. within Italy, like Juve needs to keep Chiesa. Like I think that that's such a perfect branding. Yeah, thing. I, I think so. We're, we're talking about how Vlavic kind of reminds us of Lukaku in a way. If I'm Vlavic, I might maybe pump the brakes a bit in terms of rushing a Premier League move because look at what Lukaku's done. Unless he's in the right system, but Vlavic did that, right? He had offers from Premier League. Well, now, but, but I'm saying like, so I'm saying like, I would probably give him three years in Italy. I think because he's what, 22 now, I think. He just turned 22. Just turned 22. Yeah. Three years, you're at 25, you're near your prime. Honestly, 
from what I've read about Vlaovic, I could see him being a lifer for you. I really do. Yeah. Please no. Please no. He seems to be very about it. He seems to be committed and... He, lo- he he wants to play in Italy, and I think I think the game in Italy suits him way better than the Premier League because in Italy you need a mixture of athleticism and tenacity, but also skill. Like you need to be a technical forward. I think he really enjoys that to develop his skill a lot yeah. better. Also, he chose Juve coming from Fiorentina, where you know he's going to get harassed. He chose Juve on purpose. Like that was his decision from the beginning. Yeah, which shows his commitment to the club. I think. So. I think it's just commitment to playing in Italy. I don't think it's more of the club. I, th- I feel like if you had... I think... But but there were, like, all these reports and stories that he he told his agent, like, it's Juve, and his agent said, we're not talking to anyone else. So, like... Yeah, we know. And you guys... <laughs> we know. Arsenal fans know. Arsenal, Arsenal fans know. We offered him, I think it was, like, 85 mil all in, and he's like, nah. Well, then I saw, like, it was, like, Juve said to, said to Fiorentina, like, we'll give you 75 now, or we'll just take him for free when his contract expires. So I mean that yeah that's fair <laughs> yeah I I think he'll be here for a long time hopefully I think it's good for the league that he stays yeah. I mean it's a, it's to me and Mike's detriment it's our detriment hey it's mine it, it's, it's mine too yeah it is yours too new I mean, but look it could go belly up it could be a Piatek <laughs> I don't oh, I don't talk about Piatek <laughs> he's he's coming up <laughs> I I don't he's think. the new star man in Florence <laughs> watch him have a rebirth. Watch I, could to- I could totally Watch see it. Watch Piontek go boom, boom. Rocco like come like he, like he's talking to me after the Vlaovic deals, and he's like, you know, this is like the like the the most expensive December or January move in Italy, just ahead of Piontek. From <laughs> no, 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 it was Paqueta. Uh, Paqueta, okay. Uh, what a, what a like year. Real quick, Paqueta declined like a seventy million dollar move to. Uh, yeah, now he's good. Yeah, <laughs> but that's but that's the same thing. What was the Portuguese forward? Andre Silva. He left, and now he's he good. All he led, he led the Bundesliga. No, he, no. So that that season, that for the first season he left, he actually did really well at Frankfurt. Now he's kind of come down back to earth a little bit. He's not doing as well. Still. But real quick about that Leon midfield, I wouldn't be surprised in the summer that midfield gets picked apart because you have Olar, you have Paqueta, you have they just got Ndombele back. I think I think he's too, he's fo- Mike's too focused on Renato Sanchez. <laughs> I had to say, Milan Twitter about Renato Sanchez was. Gold was comedy Milan gold. Twitter is always gold. Yeah, they, Wait, what happened? They were like, they're like, uh, um, the the bid price was uh, apparently he was quoted at twenty five million dollars, right? He, the worth for Renato Sanchez is twenty five million dollars, and they're like, ah, uh, twenty four point nine million more than more than Maldini <laughs> was willing to spend on Renato Sanchez. Wait, really? I, I, I feel I feel like that's low. I feel that's yeah. low for Ronaldo Sanchez. It is. It is. What were you saying, Rocco? No, you have to be an exceptional player. Would it Maldini's rule like to make more than four million euro? You must be exceptional. <laughs> oh God! I don't know. Like Daniel Maldini signs head. eight million dollars. That's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying. Securing the bag for his kids. What do you want? Uh, let's move on to talk about some more pain <laughs> <laughs> and another pretty good window here for Inter. Uh, Gozin's obviously the big one. Talk us through it. I, the, I don't know how they got that deal. I honestly, I, I don't think it's for now. Like he, right now, he doesn't help us that much. He's not that much of an upgrade because Pedersic is playing so well. Plus, Gosens is hurt. But you look at the financials of that deal. Like it, it, it's very Locatelli esque. You know, where yeah. it's like a long term loan. They'll pay like a cheap amount going forward. I'm Gosens is great. My eye is on Skamaka. That's what I really, really want. And I told Marco when I saw the rumors come out, I'm like, this has Tonali vibes to me. It's It reminds me of Tonali a lot. Where it's like, oh, it's locked up. He only wants Inter. I'm like, okay, here we go. You know, they did what they could. 
um, we'll see what happens in the summer. Let's see if they can hold on. The roster right now is good enough. I I was more pleased to see that Milan didn't improve themselves than, than Inter getting Gosens. Because if Milan... Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. Milan made a big splash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think... Um, yeah, I think, and Caicedo gives much needed coverage yeah. in, in yeah. that department, which I think could could come in as like an underrated move. And yeah. he played for Inzaghi, right? Yeah, exactly. And I think back then he was he was pretty good. And and this team I think has more offensive talent than that Lazio mm-hmm. team did. So I'm I'm hopeful that they reinforce where they needed to. Unfortunately, I think the Gosen signing is pretty much an indicator that Pedisic is going to leave. Yeah. Um, I think they'll replace him with a free transfer. They're saying Kostic from makes really? a lot of sense. No idea who that is. Um, I think he plays at Frankfurt. Uh-huh. Um, he's twenty nine, and then have them three go since Kostic and and uh, DiMarco kind of as a left wing back position. I think that that looks pretty solid going forward, and hopefully yeah. that's the case. But um, but again, this it's it's more towards the summer. Let's see Scamacca and Fratesi this summer. That's well, why I'm Bremen. I was gonna say like th- this market for Inter is interesting because it kind of hinted more at like a massive market coming up in the summer. And I think if you bring in those three, that's really you know 100%. just a reinforcement. And and they're pretty young. I mean, Scamacca and Fratesi are. I forget how old Bremer is. I don't think he's. I want to say old. he's like he's 20, 24, 25 years old. But I think there will be a kind of a revamp. A little bit with Inter. I think we're going to see, hopefully... It's 24. I'm hoping that we see, like, the Gallardinis, the Vecinos, the Sanchez leave. Get their heroes goodbye. Yeah, heroes, the, yeah, exactly. The well, up line. Though, we're so. gonna, we have Onana coming in as that, goalkeeper, that is, which is going to be amazing, hopefully. So, so one thing about all your acquisitions, in this window and even towards the tail end of the summer window, there are a lot of good bargains because there, there's not a lot of... Ca- like. Because Morata is the best sporting director... Sporting director in Italy, and I would say in the world, maybe maybe the Liverpool guy is just as good. He does like advanced analytics or whatever, and it works out for them. Yeah, Billy Bean, <laughs> essentially. Billy Bean. Yeah, um, but yeah. So I think because they're all, most of them are loans. The only real splash you guys made was Correa in the summer. Exactly, and, and that and mm-hmm. it's 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 looking like you kind of overpaid a bit. That let's put it this way: when Inter tries to appease their manager with a guy that they want, it's always blown up in our face. Yeah, right. We had the Zaniolo, Nainggolan, yeah, fiasco. But wasn't that pre uh, Marotta? Uh, no, I think it was Marotta. I think I think you he sure. Was, yeah, it was either him or Osillo. But they're 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 there. Yeah, and and now Correa was clearly like an Inzaghi, like bring him in, make accommodate yeah. me. I lost my guy in Lukaku. Help me out. So Correa healthy can be very good. Yeah, he has potential, and I haven't given up on him. So I'm I'm hoping that that turns turns a corner. But again, Skamaka, Fratesi, but I'm so I think Please. so. I think, mostly Skamaka. So That's why he's my boy. I was the first yes, one on his podcast you know. to give him love, and I will stand by it. So I had just one quick thing that's going. I let uh, you guys talk about it. I think there's a different from Tonali because I don't think you have the coach not wanting him. Like with okay. Conte, with Tonali, he was more like, I don't want a young guy. I want Vidal. I want, I want Vidal. <laughs> I want a guy I coach. I think, I think now because there's less resistance from Inzaghi to say no. I hope. I think Marotta's like, look, I'm getting you this arguably starting caliber for a national team striker that can fit your system perfectly. And it's like either you take it or you leave type of thing. He's 6'5". He's 6'5", and he's, he's just a beast. How tall he, is Dzeko? 6'4". 
Is is around they're around they're the like, same? Yeah, time. they're like similar. Inter. This is the this is the most physical inter team that I've right. seen in a very long time. Like Devray, Skriniar, Bastoni, Gosens. Like Gosens is a tank. Dumfries. 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 What people like the inter strategy when they're playing out the back is you have Lautaro check in and Dumfries and Zekor, the two twin towers up top that w- that win the aerial duels. So because Dumfries is six two, six three, and yeah. as a right fullback, like that's huge. That's huge. Yeah. So I think there's a clear plan here, which is so I still can't get over <laughs> it because it's so unlike Inter. Like growing up an Inter fan, like that's never been the you know the status quo for Inter. So uh, good for Morata. If I were to give a rating, B plus. Yeah, that's fair. Solid market and sad goodbye to Sensi. <laughs> for the is it is it obligation to buy or is it just option? it's a dry loan it's a dry loan yeah hopefully so. he turns it around poor guy he's got the talent he definitely has the talent he's got to it was that first injury against Juve that just sent it all downhill it's always that it's always that <laughs> alright let's move on to the shortest segment that we're gonna do <laughs> I think it's gonna be the Tonight. greatest one alright Milan bring in the 18 year old Lazatic if anyone's ever seen him play Go ahead, give your thoughts now. <laughs> we couldn't even get rid of Samu. He turned down Sampdoria. He's too good for that. Okay, you need to give me some more backdrop into this because Milan was like, we've been pushing this guy to leave for like three years and he's, so, he's turned down everything. So it looked like in the last hours that uh, that the deal was going to happen and like Samu was finally going to be like gone. And I think it was like Villarreal or something in the summer, similar scenario. And then like the... like. From, like, what I understand is it's just, like, he just said no. He was just, like, no, nah, I don't want to play for Sampdoria. And just was, like, I will just stay riding the bench at Milan, which, like... Wait, Samu? Who are you talking about, Samu? Casillejo. That's what I thought. Okay, yeah. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going insane. Um, You know, but kind of a <laughs> big boy move from him to just say no like that. Does he, like, but make a ton of money or something? Was it, was he it's not, like, a, a lot cut? of money, but, like, it, it's a spot on the roster. And also, <laughs> have you seen him play? I, I, I literally <laughs> hear I hear the violin playing. <laughs> yeah. But, like, just, like, it's sobbing. It's so painful to watch. It. Like, <laughs> For the he, listeners. Doesn't he wear number seven, <laughs> seven or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, seven. He's the Milan number seven. Who, who flops more, him or uh, Teo? Oh, Teo. Absolutely. Dale plays more. He has yeah, more opportunity to flop. Well, he got renewed this window. Thank God. Um, which that's, is which yeah, is a big that's huge for, us. for you guys. Yeah, yeah. to twenty twenty six. I like that move. Like I didn't even think Milan did renewals. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I heard renewal and I was like, nah. There's, for, there's first they checked here. if anyone wanted to sign him. <laughs> he said no, and he was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's the entire market. So uh, the entire window. So. <laughs> well, no, he has some outgoing. Maldini, Maldini's son went somewhere, didn't he? I'm not sure. I thought he left to go to. Yeah, America. I think he went to. I think he went somewhere alone. Let's check the facts here. I was shocked. I would assume the first Maldini did not play for team. Milan. No, he played this season. No, I'm he saying like played, he's to on play loan. elsewhere. Oh, yeah, to play yeah. elsewhere. I'm not seeing no, anything. About oh, maybe I think there were talks of it, maybe, but. I think you'd really benefit from a loan. No, yeah, they definitely didn't. I have, I have, a, I have an article here from Gazzetta that's like, why are Milan clinging on <laughs> to Daniel <laughs> Maldini? <laughs> I can think of one reason. Uh, all right, so that's that. That's really all we have on Milan. So that's ha- all that happens. Uh, no, we have follow-up questions, obviously. So, oh, Harry. so how how does your outlook of the second half of the season look with this in mind? I'm pretty bleak. Uh, <laughs> 
I mean, how, how bleak we talk? Yeah, how bleak I, are we talking? I, I think of the top four. If if Atalanta weren't like completely injury destroyed right now, I'd be very. I'd be sweating. My only hope right now is that like their injury problems lose them enough points that keep Milan afloat in the top four. Like Juve got better in a, in a big way, so like got to expect that they're going to take points in places where they would otherwise have dropped them. Happy to have played them right before Vlaovic. Yeah. Because um, that, I mean, a decimated Milan backline against Vlaovic. It's like, yeah, we saw the fourth, like the 4 2 game against, or the 4 3 game against Fiore. Wait, he he, he would have just dominated us up guys, again. Yeah. yeah. And you don't have Car to sta- uh, Kiar to stab him in the face. Yeah. Well, did Milan get any cover for center no. back? <laughs> no. The Cause... only player that they brought in was that is 18 an 18 year old kid striker from Belgrade. So like, Ima- imagine window. him become like the next great Milan striker. And Look, if that happens, Wilders. amazing, right? Like, it's not gonna happen. Amazing. It's not gonna happen today. But you know, what would like, you do if he in the derby coming up this Sunday? He scores three against. I wouldn't him. be surprised. It'd be the most. No, oh, here we go. You got to play your injured forty-five-year-old yeah, striker Ibra first to start. Come if he's healthy, is he, is he even healthy? He's never healthy. He's eighty. Didn't the guy get- breaks <laughs> his bones. Did you guys sign him for another year? I think that they're still in talks. Yeah. Not, the thing is, he's making eight million. Seven. Seven. He's making a lot seven, of money seven, to play twenty minutes a game yeah, seven potentially. Mil, seven mil net. It's all for the mentality. They're paying for his mentality. That's what it they've is. got the mentality now. Listen, <laughs> after seeing it at Inter, like that mentality, you you, you need it for a year. You learn the if, as long as the player is still there, you don't need the player. You don't need that source of the mentality yeah. to be there for because it long. becomes toxic. It's just it's it's too much, and I think I, they need to cover at center back. I'm oh, sorry. so badly, they, so uh, badly. So that's what I was going to ask you. My question to you was going to be, what would have been if you had Bremer, a, Bremer, Bremer? That would and be that, w- that was what the rumor was going into January. But I think Milan just didn't want to pay the asking price. So I saw Bremer, but then I also saw rumor has it that you guys are going to basically pillage Leo, right? Yeah, like yeah. Sven that, that, That's our new general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sven Botman and Renato Sanchez. I heard the big rumors, and that makes a lot of sense. You know, Sven Botman and um, and Tomori back line, center back pair. It could be great. It could be very good. And then you have Calabria and you have Theo. Like that back say, line have, could I be solid. I haven't seen too much of Botman. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I see a post about Botman every single day. Like everyone's talking about it. I'm like, okay, but what? But what for the next like five months? Yeah. Like, how Elliot, do we get through I think this? Elliot owns both. Oh, I didn't know. I that think they that I Leo. think that's why. I think Elliot. I think that's why it's kind of like. Guys a, keep talking. I'll, I'll do the fact check right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, otherwise, like I, I saw that Di Marzio said that they're lining up for like a really strong summer market, and I'm like, okay, but mm-hmm. that's probably going to depend on making UCL again, and if we don't do that, where are we? And and I think that that's what's scary. Especially, and I guess like maybe they. This is the problem with having a reactive market, right? Because I'm sure that after Juve signs Vlaovic, everybody's on alert. But you need to be a little bit more proactive so that way Juve rating Fiorentina, which is the most predictable thing in Italian soccer history, doesn't completely upend your team. Um, so I'm, I'm not not very happy right now, I guess, <laughs> is, is, my, is my short answer. I have two comments on that. First, um, I had two comments on that. First comment was the second one was going to be about Fiorentina and Juve rating them. I saw a picture the other day of all these side by side players that Fiorentina took or had and that went to Juve. The most shocking thing was seeing Chiellini with hair. 
Yes. It was insane. I was like, who's that guy yeah. next to Chiellini? <laughs> um, oh, the, the other thing I was going to say on Milan is, like, I, I don't think that they're going to make any big splashes, though. Like, that's, no. They'll, they'll, like, reinforce, but also, like, lose all of the guys that are on loan. So it's not yeah. really, like, reinforcing. It's just patching. Well, and I think that they've done a good job, like, identifying players that maybe aren't, like, you know, high profile and making good transfers. But I just think that, like, to get to competing for first and second place instead of competing to be in top four over the course of a whole season, I think eventually they're going to have to make some big moves and bring in some of these exceptional players. Like Bellotti. <laughs> so that that seems to be the likely So scenario. that looks like it's happening, and, and I feel not happy about that again. I mean, Bellotti is sort of... <laughs> like Bellotti or Scamacca. Well, I'd rather have Scamacca, right? I know but, you like, would. It looks like he's <laughs> to enter. Like, Bellotti's one of these, like, he's like an old dude. He's kind of washed if up. If you get, like... He's not that old, is he? He's, 20, he's in his 30s, I think. Bellotti's, like, 29. He's 28. <sighs> so it's better than I he thought. Just it's better than I thought. Yeah. But I'm still not excited about it. If you get, like... A little, like if you get fifty percent of vintage Bellotti. No, that that would be great, and I think like it's an upgrade over what we have right now. I think like, I mean, that brings down your average age for your strikers by like twenty years. That's right? true. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> they still need a. They still need someone to play on the other wing it desperately. Took me, it took like, me ten minutes to think of that joke. I think Samu is still waiting for. Uh, uh, well, not, that's that's why I didn't leave. He's going to be the hero of the second <laughs> half. <laughs> So I looked into Lille really quick to know the ownership. They're owned by a Luxembourg investment fund, uh -huh. um, Maryland Partners. You got to chase that up. Yeah, you gotta you got to keep up. going you up, Marco. Go. Do well, the recon. Well, no, so, so they were sold to Callisto Sporting, which is a subsidiary of the Luxembourg fund. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So just dog. fun fact for the pod. That was fun. Thank you. I see, uh, I see the smile. I see everyone enjoying it. Okay. Well, I'm going well, to go I'm going to try to move this forward from... Uh, Depressing. This pain of talking about <laughs> Milan. Uh, Atalanta, um, their market, you know, they bring in Boga, which I think like a lot of Serie A fanatics were like obsessed with seeing this deal. Yeah, happen. but that was reported like mid-December. It was. And like he's there now. And like, um, you know, I th it's a good fit. I think it's, it's a good fit. I agree. Yeah. Boga had that monster season like two years ago. Was he at Saas or Fiorentina? Sass. He had like yeah. eleven goals or yeah. something like that. And I think like he's gonna fit that system well. But like my like I, I think like my concern for Atalanta is like Giselle Gozens, a guy who's like in his peak to a rival. And instrumental to your system. Yeah. I I think that things must not yeah. be like Here, here's my issue over there. I have a big issue with Atalanta with this. Because we we talked about it in the previous pods. They've been Champions League for about three years, right? They're making all this capital. They're not spending it. The, everyone, everyone rumors that they have a, this apparent war chest that they can use. So apparently they're spending in the infrastructure. Like I think they revamped the Bentigori. I think that's where they play, right? No, uh, is it the Bentigori? No, well they play in Bergamo. So. I don't know what the stadium is called. I thought it was called the Bentigori. Checking the facts. Why do you feel like that's a Fiorentina stadium? No, 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 no that's, that's the Artemio Franchi. Mercedes. No, nope, that's, no, that's Atlanta. Atlanta. I was like, we're <laughs> <talking> <laughs> <Ben> <laughs> Stadium. Well, you can really make it. Sponsors. Juvis. Stadio Atleti d'Italia. Known as Gris Apparently there's a Burger King right next to it. Oh, well, all right. Most I might be wrong. 
But as we're saying, like, every, but it, everyone talks about this money that they're making, like, the the profit that they make from the Champions League. But it's like, yeah, but where is it going? You need to reinvest in the squad. The competition is getting better around you every year. But the thing is, like, you said you need to reinvest in the squad, right? Yeah. Do they, though? Yes. They have, they have, they consistently have one of the best Primavera teams in Serie A. Like, out of all the clubs, yes. they're, they're constantly number one. Yes, but they keep one. selling their best players from that, Yeah, though. but they're selling Diallo. 45 mil. But but I'm, here's no, no, there's Kulusevsky, right? They sell like there's there's like Gasparini players notoriously leave their leave Atalanta and just suck. The only the Kulusevsky. only Kulusevsky, <laughs> Gallardini, right? Like yeah. the only one that actually worked out. Conti. Yeah, Con, oh my god. Caldara. Like the list goes on and on. There's Jesse only sucks just as a person. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to throw that out there. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Like the list, the list goes on and on. Like the only two that have seemed to have worked out were Kessie and Bastoni. Those are the only two, and the like they sold Diallo, who just got loaned for forty five mil. For forty, like they like they they constantly just hand over fist selling these players at inflated values. That Atalanta just is like okay, prima better player, come in. You got it. Yeah, but you keep doing that. You're not improving the squad that much though, because people keep buying your players because they're not good at it. Look at the players that they brought in with money, Miranchuk. Gone, right? Mintrick was their biggest signing in like the last decade. Gone, right? Like they they don't they don't do that. That's not their system. That they and and credit to them, if they don't make the Champions League, no one's sweating. Nothing changes with Atalanta. They they're gonna be like okay, yeah. No, I, I think that that's like the the good thing is that it's like their system is so strong, and I mean like system as in like their like existence right now, the way that they've built it up. That like. Europa League, they're like, that's fine. We're, we're going to go about it, sell some other guys for 50 mil, and we'll be fucking yeah. fine. Romero, 55 million. What is he doing at Spurs? He's got Conte. Yeah. Right? Conte knows nothing. Yeah, I just like, I just I just get frustrated because you have this team that all the reporters say they have this great transfer budget they can use to utilize it. I understand that finding the players is hard, but it's like, you can't keep getting this praise if you're not doing anything with the assets that you're getting. But it's also the context, right? Like, if it's, like, Inter or Milan or Juve that are, like, selling players off and not buying, you're like, something's wrong. This is a team with pedigree. This is a team that knows how to win. This is a, like, Bergamo's, like, you know, they're a provincial side. And for them to ensure their next three to five years of being in Serie A is, like, straight up enough for them, I think. <laughs> Just to fan the flames of this Atalanta Milan rivalry, I, I hope everybody knows that Milan's Mi a provincial <laughs> side too. Okay, <laughs> Mike, Mike just called Atalanta provincial, provincial. side. So uh, <laughs> I meant like over the course of their history, but no, I get that. But I mean, you've had—I feel like you've had a good run of success for the past. Like, was it five years now that they've been a, a constant yeah. good team? They were there about yeah. I think now it's like okay, we see that they're fin they finished second last year, which we gotta give them credit for that. But other than that. It's, no, they didn't. They didn't finish second. Milan. Did. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna become like a cult hero on Milan Twitter now. They're like, yeah, I hate Atalanta. <laughs> Good stuff, man. But yeah, but I, do you see these consequences? Like, okay, like there's a point where it gets old. As a fan, that that's my big issue. It's like for the Atalanta fans, I've seen this happen for the past like three to five years. Doesn't it get old for you? Big disagree. A hundred percent disagree. I'm asking the question. I'm asking the question. So no, the, the thing is like. You spend big money on what? If if you're on the lot that you want to spend money, you want to spend this war chest that apparently they have. What do you spend on? What do they need to spend on? That team on paper could win Serie A without without any reinforcement right now on paper. Their biggest problem is inconsistency. It's always it always has been on paper, not like and defense. 
defensive like they they just they they brought in Demiral Lovato. Lovato's gone now, but Demiral is a stud again. Yeah. Right? And he scores bangers. And he scores bangers. Like Romero, 15 million. They brought him in. He was the best defender in Serie A last year. They do not need to spend money on a big purchase. They they spent on a goalie. That's what they did. Yeah, they got and they, they, and, they, they got, and they got the best goalie in Serie A. Yeah, they got Musso, right? Yeah, they got the whoa, best in whoa, my opinion. Whoa, whoa. Manya. <laughs> well, at the time, at, other than Gijo. Mike cries. Um, one t- one tier. One tier comes down the eye. Um, they got the best goal in Serie A. Yeah. So I understand where you're coming from. We're just like, okay, they, they, you know, let, let's finally see the fruits of our labor, right? Let's finally get a player that you know the, the fans can get excited about. But if I'm an Atalanta fan, I'd much rather know that my team is financially stable enough to 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 fin- to fight for top five, top six for for however long. And I think that that's super important. So yeah, I think it's also tough when you have such a, a system-oriented team to like get a high-profile player to to identify one that'll fit really well, and then to have them buy in. Mm-hmm. I think that like Gosp people don't get along with him, right? Like, so you'd have to get a guy who you know is going to work because you don't want to spend forty million on a player and then he's he doesn't play. And I think that makes it tougher for them also to like make big splashes. And because it's like a risky investment for them. They have to buy, if they're going to do that, they have to buy a young up-and-coming player, right? Try to develop him for a little while, and then they're going to sell him off anyway because that's just their business model. And just to add on to what Guy was just saying, they came up from Serie B most recently in the 10-11 season. You know, like if if I'm an Atalanta fan, it's like that's only like a decade ago like when your team was like irrelevant. I'm I sign me up. I'm I'm a Milan fan. I'm like sign me so, the, sign me up for this. this so just, this is a hard time. I want to pose. I want to get in the good grade. Trying to trying to die down wanna, the temperature wanna, a little I wanna, bit. I want to po- pose another question. Let's say they continue this like third fourth positioning for the next like two three years. At what point do you get tired of it? It's like okay, like at, do you get tired of it at all? Or I think if in three to four years if they win a Coppa Italia, that that's what they want. But what if they win nothing? In like three to four then years. And I think you get a little frustrated. You you say, oh, we missed out on a great window of talent. But if if they're, if they go, if you told me, if you told me, if you're, if I'm an Atalanta fan, you're like, we can go the next 10 years and you'll be top five hunt every single year, but you won't win a trophy. Or, or in, in the next five, you'll win a trophy, but then you'll be in relegation battle for the next five. I might take the I might take the actual ten years of like actual prosperity. I agree. I like keep in mind like they've done like amazing things even if there's no trophy. Like they almost knocked PSG out of the Champions League. I think it was rigged. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if there's an Italian team prospering, UEFA is like, no, we can't have that. Yeah. We need English teams <laughs> to do well. But I'm not going to go here nor there without that. Um, all right, let's talk Fiore. Yeah, let's talk Fiore. Um, another like you know obviously like Vlaovic out. But they bring in Icone, which everyone knew about, and then they bring in the man, boom, boom, boom. The, man, boom. <laughs> the legend Piante. So he's back in Italy. <laughs> Everyone's so excited about it. <laughs> you, you know he's going to score against Milan. Oh, 100 percent. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's going to do the when thing. he does the gun. <laughs> yeah, San Siro. San Siro's going to erupt with boom, boom, boom one more time. <laughs> Uh, what would you do if he did the Ronaldo Sue and when like had like the two guns on his chest while doing like the pirouette? Can only dream, Marco. <laughs> don't put that fantasy. I mean, I, I don't know what to make of this. Piontek was looking like a better player in Germany, better than the player he was when he left Milan. Um, 
And this is, again, like a super reactive move from Fiorentina after you're letting go of a generational talent. I think for immediate cover, it's not bad. I don't think that this is the guy going forward. But they're kind of in a position where it's like, you, you know, like you get guys who look like they'll be the guy going forward and then you that comes along and just buys them. So. <laughs> yeah, but they, I mean, I feel like they they replaced him, not just one guy. Didn't they also get that? Cabral. Yeah, the Cabral. Brazilian guy. I know there were rumors that. From, uh, oh my God. Not Galata, not um, Basil. Basil. He uh, played at Basil. And there were rumors, I think, that they were going to sign NYCFC legend. Tati Castellanos, but <laughs> I don't think that that happened. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mike is just, like, yeah. nah. Uh, yeah, I think that they are doing the best they can to replace a guy like that. And if you keep in mind that they just made seven, like a cool 75 mil, like I think this is a pretty good market. And they, they're still owed the 60 million for Kiesa. Like, they're building, yeah. you know? And also they owe them like, what, 130 yeah. and, and, and also they have, they have the, the perfect coach you want to be in that situation. You have Italiano. Yeah, they have it. They have a system that actually can foster yeah, goals. Like, like I, I feel like team. Play. I feel like if you, and an owner that's going to get assassinated by the bookmakers in Italy, yeah. <laughs> calling everybody out. Yeah, I think they also. Have, yeah, the richest owner in Italy. Yeah, I think if you told if this happened last year, there'd be a lot more cause for concern because you don't have Italian. You don't have it. Does it didn't seem like last year you had that infrastructure in place to yeah. deal with this? They were also in a relegation battle last year. Well, but besides, I'm saying just from a, without considering position, I'm talking about like just team infrastructure. Now with Italiano and the pieces he brought in the summer, and now he has even more money coming to him. I think he has a real potential. I think, you know, if I'm looking at the table right now, they are in sixth, seventh. They're in seventh. I'd probably think they're going to stay there. Seventh, eighth. I think they're going to be in that range. I think we said beginning of the year, they finished top 10. That's that's that's, that's a, a good massive season. success. Yeah. Some people on this pod had them finishing again ahead of Juve, though. I did. Yeah. I, I fully admit to it. <laughs> I fully admit to well, it. I think I had Juve. Got to account that Juve will become the good parts of Fiorentina. Well, yeah. I mean, when you when you <laughs> take when you take the team's best players every year, it's kind of inevitable that that team is going to be worse yeah. off. Juve were listening to this pod and they took offense. <laughs> we gotta find a Fiore fan to come on here and just I'll and fucking just do bully it. them I'll, for I'll an hour. I'll fucking do it. I'll do it, and I'll swing at all of you. Um, no, but again, I think right now, you know, if they, I think they're going to stay in that eight, nine range, I think is going to be where their final resting spots through the season. That's good for them. And I think that gives them the, the possibility to build even higher and maybe contend, you know, so like a solid top six, top five contention. Did anybody, year. did anybody see the interview that he gave to financial times? Rocco, Zio Rocco? No, no. He, um, he was saying how, how much of a pain in the ass it is to, to build and invest in Italy. He goes, every time you break ground, you come across some uh, some history that you can't build upon. And he had a quote. It was like, um, yeah, like they want to, I can't tear tear down the Del Alpi Stadium because, um, no, the Artemio, the Del Alpi, oh yeah. my God. That's yeah, the, the Artemio Frankie, because apparently it's got history and tradition. Like, what history? You guys haven't won anything. Oh. I was like, that is, that is, <laughs> it's the Batitusa years. That's that, what they hang yeah. on to. <laughs> that is such a, he won at Roma. He didn't win at Fiorentina. Yeah. Like, that is the best, That's most, amazing. most Bronx, uh, New York Italian quote I could ever yeah. think of. Well, you know what they say about, you know what, um, there's a coach, uh, Zeman, the old coach in oh, the gosh. 90s and 2000s. What he used to say was the real soccer and like real actual good quality soccer was playing Serie B. Serie A was more just a commercial all for the money. Yeah. And hearing it. that, it sounds like Rocco wants to be like passionate about soccer, but it's like it's all this fucking red tape that he can't get through. Yeah. I think Italy needs Rocco Colmiso. Oh. 
Like, I think they benefit from having. Oh him. yeah, I, yeah. And he's the first 100%. like real owner that's trying to do things other than the Agnelli who. And he and he brings so much exposure to it from America. By do things, do you mean Super League? <laughs> Super League. <laughs> Is that what you mean by do? Well, that's things? why Vlaovic wanted to go to you. Oh yeah, he yeah. wants to, to play in Super League. Yeah. <laughs> he wants to win the Super so League title. Career ambitions. Oh, it's still not dead, right? The Super League. It's no, still right like, now. It's Juve and Real Madrid. It's, it's you, not Barca. I don't know. Did it? Did it? <laughs> I think Rocco Camiso goes, yeah, that kid that runs Inter. <laughs> talking about Steven Zang. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, but you love that for said, yeah, where the owners like just like shit uh, on each it's other. It's perfect. Yeah. It's perfect. I mean, you have one You have one guy who's who has a mouth like that, but he's in prison, Ferrero. So you can't, <laughs> you can't like, and then you have Zamparini who got out of the game years ago. So what great years were Zamparini? Yeah, years? But, but yeah, we, we need like, who would have thought it would have came from the non- like uh, the, the one. No, that, he brings the, the, the New, U.S. He brings Italian. a New York attitude. That's yeah, exactly, what he does. Exactly. Like, bless his heart. <laughs> Thick-headed <laughs> Calabrian fixes <laughs> Seria. Ah. What? What? Be that like, shocked though? He's like, like everyone in our family. Yeah, he's perfect. Except has billions of dollars. That's the yeah. Only yeah, except <laughs> that's he's the like well off, knows what he's doing. Yeah. Except he's intelligent. That's the. Yeah. That's the thing. Really Let's talk. We're from the same place. Yeah, we're from the same town, so we're not that far from being smart. Uh, so let's talk some recap. Um, you want to start with Supercopa, or do we want to start with the uh, Serra show? Let's let's do Copa. I, I think Copa. We great do. win, great trophy. Oh, shut up! The, someone say the most important <laughs> trophy of the year. No, the issue is, is Supercopa. The, the issue it took you 120 minutes that to sad. put the winner on when you guys that had mul- you guys for. A hundred of the hundred twenty minutes. You know why? That you know game. why I took hundred twenty minutes? Because we have this lion caged up, and we <laughs> finally let say. him out. <laughs> and then we finally <laughs> let him out, and he finally <laughs> scored. That's why we just had to unlock the cage that kept our lion to win. That, that's what it was. Alexis Sanchez, good riddance. <laughs> Arsenal great. Yeah, Arsenal seriously. great. Nothing, Arsenal. nothing good comes from Arsenal. Hey. Besides, besides penalty misses. Yeah. Ooh, thank you. Thank yeah. You. No, anytime. <laughs> anytime. We should have Sokka as like an honorary member on this pod. <laughs> we should frame it in oh. the. The thing is, if you're so famous, like I have an Arsenal fan, but you're all <laughs> trolling me for this entire episode. Um, no, I, like again, for t- 100 of the 120 minutes, you guys dominated that game. And you had the same issues that I've said about it. You guys had these changes. You guys so can't wasteful. put them away. We're so you wasteful. You can't put them away. Like, Lautaro's always been wasteful. I didn't know Zeko was as wasteful as he is. Like, oh my goodness. Well, I think he's just not used to having that much serve, that much good service, too. Oh, right? yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, 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 I'm grasping at straws I'm, I'm here. Convinced, but... I'm convinced Lukaku, even Icardi, would have 30 goals at this point for him. Well, Inter. Lukaku probably would have blocked a couple of game-winning goals for you. Sure, but <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's... It's ridiculous, but great win. Trophy means nothing, but it was good to it was good to win. Yeah. So next next game, let's talk about the good ones. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I want to hear Rocco's thoughts on the game. I don't remember anything pre. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, uh, I mean, if we'll talk about Milan Spezia now. I mean, <laughs> what can really be said about that? Like. Look, on the one hand, I'm like, Milan needs... Like, Milan was wasteful in that game. Mm-hmm. They should have scored more goals. But what are you doing blowing that whistle? Like, a, like oh, a millisecond after it happens. And, of course, Messias hits a beautiful strike. And it's just like... I Like, you know... I, do I feel bad for the ref because he's like, oh, I feel terrible? Like, no. no. Like, this is your job. Put yeah. your arms up. You can go to the whistle yeah. after. 
So if you have a choice, the, uh, sorry, my answer is really quick. If you have a choice of an object you throw on the field at the ref, what are you throwing? A flare, a shoe, a trash can. I don't know, Marco. <laughs> His <laughs> broken heart. <laughs> just a out. bucket of vomit. From it hurts <laughs> so much watching that. I like it just in, one in of the those. in the ref's defense. Uh, listen, he made a horrible mistake, but I think he got incredibly unlucky. Refs. A foul right at the top of the box are so quick to blow the that's whistle. Right, that's what I was thinking too. Yeah. Like, like you see the foul and like, like right away, like that. That's a free kick. You don't think like, oh my god, that's gonna go. That's gonna go and go. And I think he was probably just looking at the ball, saw the foul, like okay, that ball, that ball's probably going to a defender given where like the location of the foul. Horrible call. It, it may have cost Milan the Scudetto, the Scudetto race. I think the Scudetto race is over. But like, those are two critical points. No. Those are two There's critical two points. Critical po oh, three critical points because they lost the yeah. game. I forgot that okay. for so a second. You want to blame them for the goal, rightfully so. But to leak that one at the back end, that's horrible. So that's horrible. the other thing is that it's like a weak mentality thing to be like, oh, like we poor us, and then you don't play defense, and then you give up a goal to Spets. It's like okay, like be professionals, finish the next two minutes out, mm -hmm. and they weren't professionals. So as much as much fault as there is on Seta, Milan dropped that point. Mm -hmm. Milan should have held that. You know what's crazy? I remember when when I saw that the game was was playing, and I was like, when Milan played Spezia last year and lost, that was the first time I was like, okay, Inter might actually have the Scudetto in hand because that then it became seven points, and it was like like they were Iguadello played the best ma best match I've ever seen him like dominated Milan through and through, and then Inter went on to win the Scudetto. Here I don't feel that way. I feel like you know Pioli might actually can motivate these because of the way it happened. I mean, I don't know. I I'll say like they're saying all of the right things. Yeah, like the the Milan camp is saying all the right things about it. Like they're trying not to fixate on how it impacts the rest of the season, and it's kind of just looking at it as a one off. Um, I mean, I think I think Inter's comfortably comfortably well, yeah, got Scudetto in hand. You guys right are four. Now. You guys are four points up with the game in hand. Even though you are playing Bologna, it's the, the, the big concern I have for Milan right now is Leao is your your go to. He's your energizer, like he's your catalyst. If he if he slows up, then you might have a problem. He looked bad in the second half of that Spezia game, and he looked he, he kind of got put in his pocket at Juve. Now I can credit that to Allegri putting ten guys behind the ball. Let's see how he bounces back because if he's not going, then you have a serious production problem. Because either him or Theo. It's that left side. If you well, lock it down, you got nothing. If you look at I mean, early on in the season, it looked like, you know, if you're going to have Leo playing at this level, right? Like, he's dribbling by people. He's putting the ball on people's heads. It's really impressive. And, like, like it, this is something that, like, I was saying, uh, you know, with Leo, like, a season ago, it was like he has these flashes of being a world beater and then sometimes looks like, like it just makes you want to pull your hair out. And now, like, I feel like more often than, like, pull your hair out, you're like, this guy's special. Mm -hmm. Like, he's very good. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning of the season, you had that going on, and you had Brahim, who looked like he, like, you couldn't take the ball off of his foot in the beginning of the yeah. season. And, like, he, the, like, low center of gravity, like, couldn't, like, push him to ground. He was just eating tackles and passing, distributing well. And Brahim has just fallen off of a cliff. And now everything that Milan does is just down the left-hand side. It's either a ball over the top to try to release layout, or it's just like maybe he could dribble by somebody or maybe play an overpass yeah. like, to, to Teo. And, and, you know, teams that are defending against Milan right now, it's really just... Guard the left side. Yeah, guard the it's left a, side. Yeah. Good. 
I when when everyone was like they can't get Kulusevski, I thought it actually could have been a good move. I agree because he would be their best player on the right hand side, without question, and he'd offer something different for that team. And I think like Milan fans didn't want to take Kulusevski on a dry loan because they didn't want to like make a Juve player better and send him back and. I don't know. Maldini couldn't agree to a fee that he liked. Oh, it's I guess. also like, why didn't we buy Berardi? Like, Messias is good, and he scored a couple of big goals for us, but Berardi's a, an objectively better player and would have risen the level, but, you know, he's not an exceptional player, so you can't pay him more than 200,000 euro or whatever it is. Like Whatever Daniel Maldini makes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this goes back to what I said on a couple of pods ago where I think the main issue with Milan was the creativity of chances. Like, that's becoming more and more apparent. One, because they're being semi-one-dimensional by only using the left side as their main fa- their main axis of attack. And also, it's, you know, also with the striker. You don't have that central point that you can maybe use as, as a diversification tool for your attack. Legitimate question, though, on the striker. Has Zlatan looked good to you in the no, past? No, like, I'm, I'm not saying he has he at all. He doesn't look good. And it's like, at least last year, you were like, when he's healthy, he's scoring. And it's yeah. like, he's not healthy and when he's on the pitch, he's it's like playing with eleven men. Uh, with I'm sorry, with ten men. It's yeah. like, you know like because he doesn't track back. Well, he's, he's never he's tracked. Yeah, so and, and he, yeah, yeah. So just, yeah, yeah, but he just needs one. And he does the slot and sh- yeah, ah, yeah, I hate that mentality. Yeah, he just, just yeah, needs he one, just needs you know? one. But he's they, got he's 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 he gets a much a more talented Mauro Icardi. But like he he like the thing I hate about Zlatan is like and it was okay to do when Milan was like sixth place Milan. It's not okay to do now when like. You get the ball in the box, you put it wide, or you put it on the goalie, and you like look at layout like, what did you do? Yeah, that that's I, that, a bad look. That drives me insane now. Mm-hmm. I think you have a serious problem with Brahim Diaz. And oh, yeah. I think he's been figured out. I think they're becoming much more physical with him, and he's... He needs to find another way to develop his game, because he can't... He They're not going to let him... They're not going to give him time on the ball anymore. And I think... At the end of last season and the beginning of this season, he got hot and then said, yeah, the league adapted to him. So that and then striker, I mean, I, I don't know. Do you go with Rebic up top? I think uh, Rebic used to play center striker. I would say he's, he's, looked he's, the done best, it. he's looked the best striker of what you have right now. I'm not saying that's a good yeah. thing, but, you know, it's, it's something. Yeah, because, I mean, he's, he's younger than both of them. Yeah. He's younger than old man walk-up winner Giroud, patron saint of this house. And you have old man Zlatan, who just seems like by the day he's becoming slower and he's becoming more agitated. Yeah. These are my concerns about like Milan staying top four. It's like where do the goals come from? Yeah, like when the defense is healthy, I think it's one of the top three in Italy. You know they've showed that with the numbers, but the goals are drying up. And like if you can't score two against Spezia after you dominate them for ninety minutes, like it's it's a bad look. Yeah, and to add on top of that, it's kind of. You know the theory, not the theory, the thought about with the NFL teams, right? Like yeah. if, if your offense has the ball or you're on the offensive, you're saving energy on your defensive players. So that way, when it comes to the defensive moments, they are at top fitness or at least near top yeah. fitness. By you not having that that outlet, Milan are setting themselves up to have really tired defending, and that's what leads to the like the goals that happened in the Spezia game. Yeah, I mean, it, they're all valid points, and it's like. You know, I, I don't I don't know that there's a tactical fix for it. I think it's a personnel issue more than it is a tactics issue because when, when the players were playing well, it was going phenomenally well. You know, like Milan was red hot along with Napoli to start the season, but like as soon as Brahim's off for him, as soon as the strikers start like 
getting a little bit knocked up, you're just down. Yeah. No, I get that. It's just it I can just see it being like a little frustrating. Um but you know, a little you know, going a little positive here. Rocco, what do you think of Juve's first half so far this season? Uh it's been frustrating. Um Really? I'm I'm surprised. I, I just think No, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm being like genuine. I like I like I don't know. I know something I said a bunch today, but I just think that like they even even before they made these moves and you know, definitely got the team to be better. I think I had like higher expectations just because the midfield seems like it could work. But Allegri's been playing this insane formation with Rabiot on the left and it's I don't know. It's hurt them a lot. And I think you know, the the two strikers have done nothing. I think I saw some stat that like I think four four of you as top scorers equal what Vlaovic has, maybe all, maybe five. Oh or something. yeah. Um but yeah, I mean they've been disappointing in the attack. Chiesa's hurt. Things were pretty bleak before like about a week and a half ago. So I honestly, I, I think your first half was definitely better than what the expectations were for you guys. I mean, you guys was are... Was it? I think that you that were like the odds-on, maybe not the favorite, but maybe the second favorite. After Lukaku Serie? was gone, yeah, they when, were... The, when well, that was with Ronaldo. They were favorited to yeah. win Serie A. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean I'm mean, i looking at true. the table. You're a point out of fourth. Although, well, well, I thought they had the game in hand, yeah. Yeah. But even... Okay, so without the game in hand, you guys are seven points back in Milan in the closest one. Yeah, right? I mean, I think that... Uh, with the moves, I, I'm feeling pretty confident that Juve is going to make top four. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. He drops out for you. Uh, Atalanta, I think. Maybe I'm too pessimistic, but uh, just just not feeling so up. good about the second half of the season. Um, so, but, but Juve has left points on the table, which is which is what's most frustrating. Which is rare for Allegri. Yeah. But yeah. I think they've lost like. 10 points to teams in the bottom half of the table or something. Jesus. It's just like, when you do that, that's why you're not in the top. Mm -hmm. I mean, the good news is that Juve's getting through the hard part of their schedule for the second half right now. I mean, I I can't imagine a more brutal schedule than what they've encountered. Yeah. So Wait, yes, you can. No, I think Juve has had it worse. No? Yeah, I I don't know. Your schedule coming up was pretty tough. Yeah, we have Liverpool, but like, I think... A Badella being suspended for both games, kind of like if I'm in Zadia, so so stupid. I'm makes ro- it an I'm easy ro- decision. Yeah, I think it makes it a very easy decision to rotate. Yeah, right. And the good news is we have Badella fresh for both the Serie A games, yeah. right? Um, well, even without, I said it from the beginning though. When he got that red card, I was like, I love Badella, like my favorite player it's in Serie so A. Stupid. It was it was so stupid. Yeah. Like it's Real Madrid. You already clinched the group. Yeah, be smart. Well, I mean, but, you guys did actually get a good draw. What do you think about the first draw? Yeah, let's not talk about it, but. So even without the Liverpool game, you still have in the coming starting yeah, Saturday, you have the Derby. Then midweek next week you have the Coppa Italia against Roma, and then that Saturday you're away to Naples, uh, Napoli. That is a, that is a scudetto right there. Yeah, those three, those three weeks. Yeah, because that, that that is six points off the if second we, place. Team. I'll say if we come away with four points, yeah, I think we're going to be okay. Um, yeah, and it's doable. Right, if we get one win and a draw, I, I don't know. Even even if it's two points, I would be okay. Yeah. I'd be okay with two draws. Just no losses. Like the yeah. big one, like Milan, you don't know what's gonna happen. Right. You don't like it can go either way. The Napoli one I'm very pessimistic about. We play horrible in Naples. 
all the time. In the since I've been watching, we've only won in Naples twice in like 15 years. So I'm not very confident. I think that's I and, and also they gave you a game in the San Siro. Also, like they're was, coming was, back healthy. Like let's not forget, like Naples yeah. is coming back healthy. And and they retooled, which was good. They retooled the center back position, which I I've been saying has been a and a left back. Yeah, the left back's not great though. But it's still retooled. It's no, not I, Mario yeah. Rui. Well, yeah, I mean he's like the only one on the roster that's a left back. But um, yeah, I mean I think like you said, if, if you were, if if you come out six points of that, it's over. It's good that there's yours. It's and it, it's, it's not just it it's not just six points. It's it's opening up a ten point gap at the top because yeah. it's six points against second and third place. Yeah, no, that's, so, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah, when is when is the Milan Napoli game? Uh, let me take a, it's it's later in the season because uh, that's a huge one. Yeah, let me take a look. I'm pulling it up right now. Just give me a sec. Also, by the way, if Juve was anywhere closer, I'd be like, Juve's gonna gonna get the scooter. <laughs> <this course>. year. <laughs> so you want so you want to hear? It's just always like an enemy. I'll tell you Napoli's <laughs> pictures right now. So they have Venezia this weekend, which obviously in Venezia. So we don't know if they're gonna win that or not. Then they're home to Inter. They got Barca in the Europa League, in Barca. <laughs> Jokes. Then they're away to Cagliari, home to Barca, away to Lazio, and then home to Milan March sixth. Currently, okay. I think it depends on Milan's, Milan's got Milan's kind of cruising. Yeah, Milan's still in the Copa, right? We haven't. Yeah, we're in yeah, the Copa. That's why cause it's like TBD for these dates. So I guess it, depending on how you guys do it. Yeah, I feel change. like you guys haven't played anybody really this second half of the season. Yeah, I mean our schedule is kind of broken up. It, it, it does, there's no like. There's no back to back to back games the kind of the way that Inter has it that really gets me shaken. Yeah, the only one you have is April twenty fourth. You have lot your way to Lazio, and then after that you're home to Fiore. That's the only one like back to back big teams that knows what Lazio you're gonna exactly. Yeah, like so that's another. Although you end the season on two rough games, home to Atalanta, then away to Sassuolo. Oh my God, you get Atalanta near the end of the season again. Second second last game of the season. (laughs) They love ruining everything. (laughs) Well, actually, so hold on. So so you have the Lazio, the Fiorentina game, then you get Verona, which is a giant killer this season. Then Atalanta, then Sassuolo. End the season. So that's those are five big games right there. But yeah, like Mike said, it's pretty sporadic. of of like the big teams, I think Milan's got the best distribution. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, yeah. they like you know like at full strength, Milan firing like they sh- they probably should take the most points, but they won't because they're Milan. Um, but you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, we we did miss the uh, kind of halfway mark with the holidays and mm-hmm. fun Omicron times. Yeah, and me just not. Or learning how to do Zoom for this podcast. <laughs> Refuse. <laughs> no, I said Someone I would say pure do. ignorance on one of us. <laughs> hey, there's so, four people that run this podcast, okay? So you hold the keys. What or who is your biggest surprise of the first half of Serie A? Do you want to do player and team or one do of both. the two? Yeah, player okay. and team. Player uh, and team. I'll say team first, Verona. I thought that they'd be in the rel- like relegation battle, and they are... In the top half, so no matter how the rest of the season goes for them, yeah, yeah, barring an absolute devastating collapse, mm-hmm. really, really positive for them. What about player? Or do you want to? I need a second to think. Yeah, about yeah, that. yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll do teams first. My big surprise, probably in a negative direction, Samp. I think Samp, yeah. like the players they have on that team, they had decent Allen that were at the Euros. I thought they played with like Damsgaard's one big one that had that really nice free kick. 
Um, but he also played well in the tournament. They just got Sensi, which hopefully that helps them turn around. Um, I think that when you look at that squad, if they do end up getting relegated, that they're probably going to be picked apart. Um, I think that's a team that you can that are city out quality players on that team mm-hmm. that you can take. But I think, you know, I think Kandreva. Hey, don't make fun of me. Like he leads journey, the league in assists, I think. He leads the league in assists. Galano told me that if I have one player that reminds <laughs> Marcos, me of me. Marcos player, look, it's two players. It's Deshio and... I look like Deshio, but I play like Kandreva. <laughs> that's how it works. Barella has five. Uh, he's in eighth place, but I mean, like that—that's a solid. No. Yeah, Samp is. If I'm looking at it right now, Samp is in 16th place, but they're only three points out of the drop zone. Yeah. Do we want to go around and do teams first? Or yeah, like, we're going to do teams first. Okay, let's go back okay. to. I think Gaiety. I'm. I'm still. Yeah. I'm still at a loss. Yeah, I'm for like, me, it was. It was I think I even too. said at the beginning of the podcast, like on paper, they're just too talented, and. They just can't get out of their own way. It it, it it's boggles the mind. It's your boy. It's your boy. Even, it's not even Matsai because like they're on their third manager already. I don't understand what they're doing. Yeah. I, it doesn't make any sense to me. I, I have no idea. I mean, that you talk a team that's going to get picked apart if they get relegated. Yeah. You have Cranio. You have future Italian starting striker um, Joao Pedro. Pedro. Like you have Nandes, you know, you beat. You have not. Yeah, so you have all these different players that yeah. are that like. How? Godin will stay and keep eating. Godin's that gone. Monster. Godin's gone. He left on loan. Oh no! Where'd he go? He went back to Spain. He was like, "This is too shit to me." <laughs> the beaches, the beaches at Gaiety aren't good enough for this crap hole. Rocco, what about you? Uh, this might hurt Mike, but I think Spezia has like been really impressive. You know, like they're yeah, a no. team that's got such little, you know, obvious Serie A talent compared to the rest of the bottom half of the table. Looking at the standings now, they're in 14th place. They've won four of their last five games. They're they're going a long way to staying up. I mean, right now they're. Is Tiago Malta still the coach? Yeah, you I, took yeah. the thunder from my I, joke. I was just gonna say. I was like, gonna say they have a coach that knows how to win, oh. particularly <laughs> Champions League. <laughs> well, I mean, they lost Italiano, and everyone was like, "Well, that's it." This, right. Like he he pulled a miracle last year, and like Tiago Malta looks good, yeah. and he looks like he could still play. So here's the thing, and I think I mentioned this on an earlier pod. Spezia does. I think he's the only club in City that does the advanced metrics. Is that confirmed? I know we were. I'm we, almost. I'm 99 yeah, percent positive we, we that that's the way they do it. Sure I've heard it twice or three times now, and I think it's kind of like where baseball is going, where it really doesn't matter who the manager is. It matter. It, it more matters like st- the statisticians that you have behind mm-hmm. you, and I think that's where Spet. I think that's why Spezia is like shocking everyone, just like because they have some other cheat code going on. And also to to you know add on top of that, when Italiano left, he didn't take many of the players with him. Who was there to take? Yeah, we well, yeah. have the we have the one guy. What's his name? Iguadello. That's the literally the only well, one. Yeah, but what I'm saying it's like he was a crucial to that team. But he go the the architect. If you would think about it in that regards, the coach is usually the architect. He goes, but no players leave. The funny thing is, if you were if you had to place a bet on one team from the Genoa region to get relegated, yeah. Right now, I mean, you have to yeah. go Genoa. <laughs> right. But at the beginning, but at of the, the beginning season, of the season, like, like Spezia, no Spezia, the duh. Yeah. And and yeah, they're eight points. Clear and have three teams between them and the drop right now. Yeah, it's really impressive. And so. you have one just absolute anchor at the bottom who's gonna like. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Salernitana. Right. There's no. So, so I'm, I'm, are you guys are you guys shocked by uh, Udinese being solo at 15th? No, you were the only one that was high on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. they're a bad I'm, team. I'm just asking. Jesus, Galano, no hostility here. Yeah. This is a loving Calcio hating everyone else. Well, I got so. a question for Rocco actually. If you had to choose Allegri or Tudor to be your coach, because you had the opportunity, right? 
Uh, Seeing what he's doing at Hellas right now. Yeah, no, I mean, I would... It's it's crazy to say, because Legri has, like, the, you know, cachet and stuff. But, yeah, Tudor would... He's doing really well, and I'd like to see him play. I mean, but... I don't know. I'm very much like grass is greener type. Like, I'm yeah. like, we should have kept Pirlo. If we, if we had Pirlo, we'd be in second place right now. Um, but, yeah, it, it is kind of shitty that he was an assistant coach last year and then leaves and is now, like, looking like one of the better coaches in the league. So, yeah, yeah Juve's not – I don't think they have the ability to commit all in on, like, younger coach rebuild mode. Mm-hmm. So, um, they're never going to – Stick with someone like that that long, yeah. but I think Tudor would have been a good a good fit. Yeah. yeah. On to players. Yeah. Sure. All right. I I I've got a few. If I could do more than one, if yeah. as long as one of them is my boy. Well, I it is. I mean, Hakan <laughs> Hakan is no, not Hakan. Oh. It's got to be Skamaka. Oh, Skamaka. If Skamaka's not on anybody's Skamaka. list, I'm gonna be really pissed. Well, I was gonna say Hakan is. Looked like a world beater at times this season. So, so let's let's do players. Let's do players. Um, one that shocked you in a good way and in a bad way. Okay. I've, got, I've got a few good ways ones. Okay. Shout out to my boy, the homie Mimo Berardi, <laughs> who is leading the league in assists with nine and has a cool ten goals. It's a, almost almost like a like a hockey point mm-hmm. type thing, a game. He's played twenty. That's awesome. That mm-hmm. is incredible. Junior Messius is better. Ask me on Twitter. <laughs> He's pro- I can't. Um <laughs> And I think one of the easier ones has got to be Simeone. Like he's just popping off. It's it's incredible to watch. A player that has disappointed me, Brahim. I mean, we spoke about it earlier. He just looks bad. There's you know we don't need to turn that stone again. I think one player that I've been impressed with is probably Leal. Like we talked about, I think Mike nailed on the head where you know he was very fifty fifty where he looks like he's the next up and coming big name talent. Or he's just a guy that goes to the big league and drops out. I've been really impressed from him as just not as just a dribbler, but as a decision maker. He's learning better how when to stop trying to take on everybody and actually try to look for the pass. In terms of someone that I'm disappointed in, I read I was feeding my cat, so I couldn't really think of the uh, disappointed. But uh, no, no. <laughs> I had no um, ambitions for it. Um, I would say Napoli though. I think I would probably go Zielinski as who's disappointed me. What about Insigne? Yeah, I think Insigne. So, is, so yeah. I'm I'm very negative. Hot do, we, do we just not even utter that name at this table anymore? Well, because I was very negative on him to begin with. So it's like, what are we gonna do when he lives big. in the same continent as us? It's yeah. gonna be terrible. Oh well, yeah, but we have the border. It's fine. <laughs> He's far enough away. Must be this tall to cross. <laughs> yeah, he has to ride the he has to ride the King to Ka before he, before he goes <laughs> to New York. Um, no, I think Zielinski for me. I thought with Z, with Spalletti coming in, I think he was going to be a, a breakout midfielder. I thought he's played pretty well. I to be honest. I th- I I think it's more of for me an inconsistency. Like I think he's had games where, he, like in in the Inter game, that was a game I thought that he could actually do decently well, and he mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah. And he has games more against the lower teams where he shows like, okay, he has this in his locker, but he, like you said, if he gets his head on right, he's a top five, top six midfielder in Serie A. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that's still the case because consistency is a part of how good you are. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, Zielinski is the one guy I would say who disappointed me so far this season. Yeah. So um, I have two that I'm impressed with. I think I'm going to give a Juve guy a shout. 
Luca Pellegrini has been yeah a standout. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. I am shocked at how well he's playing. I I used to make fun of him because he was part of that Spinazzola. Yeah, I thought it was a terrible, terrible deal. Exactly. And still is not a good deal. Yeah. Right, but like it makes it feel a little bit nicer. Exactly. He's, he's definitely outperforming Alexandro. Exactly. So. He's playing incredibly well and and give credit where credit is due. How old is he? Uh, it seems like he's young. The thing is, he's he was been he's been touted as like a a talent for a while. Now he's finally he's showing 22. some. Yeah, he's finally ah, showing. So pretty he's young. Still very young. Yeah. yeah. So credit credit to him. Um, the other one is a hopefully future Inter player, Bremer. Bremer has been a stud. I mean, he put Zeko Lautaro all in his pocket in that one game against Torino. Mm-hmm. And credit to credit to Juric. Juric. You, if you want to add him to my list of three things, like of who's popping off, like incredible. Um, in terms of my disappointment um i gotta go luis muriel i think i, I don't really? know i'm shocked i you would thought you would have thought when zapata went down the luis muriel the problem is that pasalic is getting all the goals for atalanta muriel has not been the benefactor of zapata being out um it's been purely pasalic and, and i'm a little shocked by that and i think there were rumors about muriel leaving in the summer and a part of me thinks that he was disappointed that it didn't happen and has therefore where was, he, where was he linked to? I don't know where he was linked. He was linked to Probably like Spain, right? I don't know where, but I remember there were rumors of him leaving and it seems like that's kind of, it's kind of been like the Lautaro yeah. factor where like it didn't happen and it's affected his person, it's affected his mood and it's it's messing with his his performance on the field. Yeah. So I've been a little disappointed in, in that round. Well, I think he benefits also from Zapata just wearing down guys for the whole game and then when he comes in, fresh legs, he like yeah. can play really well and without that, you know, that's probably hurting him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, my turn? Yeah. Um, for guy who's impressed me, um, Tammy Abraham, I think like... Agreed. He's yep. got 10 goals, which is good for fifth place in Italy. But I think like watching them, I feel like he he's in all of their plays. He creates a lot. He's... I don't know. I'm, I've been really impressed watching him. I didn't really watch him at Chelsea, but I think... Um, yeah, watching him at Roma, I think he's played really well and... He like is huge, and he's like bosses guys on the field, and he also looks pretty technical. So. He's got a very big forehead, like <laughs> really big forehead. Yeah. He gets his head on goals. Yeah, but yeah. Not. Actually, has he scored a header goal? I was thinking this. Probably. Probably. I don't think he has. Uh, you can look it up, but I'm almost positive. Yeah. No, but I, uh, I've been very impressed with him. Um, I'll go with a guy on a former guy from my team for disappointment, Kulusevski. I just think that, <laughs> like. It's it's hard to see a forty million dollar guy do so little over the course of you know one and a half seasons. Is that how long he's been at Juve? Um, and then like I know opportunity hasn't always been there for him, and it's been hard because Chiesa plays the same position and is much better than him. But like at the time, people were like Chiesa's redundant. You've got Kulusevski, and it's just been not even close mm-hmm. to how useful he's been. Um, Tell us how you feel about Bentancur. I could go on and on. I mean, <laughs> this is why I think you've had such a good window because they got rid of guys who were just weighing them down. Mm-hmm. Bentancourt, I mean, you can watch any Juve game and see him pass the ball into the stands, like <laughs> the target being 20 <laughs> feet away from him. He just hits it straight over these dudes' head. Um, but yeah, just last on Kulusevski, when Chiesa went down, people thought really he was going to seize that opportunity and like come into his own, and it just didn't happen. So he's I got, been disappointed. I got a question for you, though. Okay. I don't think we covered this. This ha- this happened while we were away as well. The delict rumors. What are your thoughts? Like, has he had a disappointing season? 
I think he's been pretty good. I was reading a, a story the other day where he was not the focus. The focus was Daniele Rugani, my favorite defender. <laughs> and it was saying that if you look at the advanced stats, like, and I forgot like what the metric was, but like the most valuable player defensively for you that is Delict, and they play like the best defense with him on the field, second Rugani. So wow, okay, um, <laughs> it's a smaller sample size, but yeah, I think like Delict makes a lot of bonehead mistakes sometimes, particularly handballs. I about to say he can't keep he can't, he can't keep his hands down. I, always, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Whenever I see handball, I was like Delict. I guess it's become like a natural reaction but it's now. It's like it's not even like natural at all he'll like have both of his arms out towards the ball it's yeah he goes like this when he defends i'm so, doing like a butterfly emotion like yeah, motion right it's, now it's insane but yeah i mean think i think he's been good um but if a team offered 125 million i think absolutely he's gone yeah i feel like, like for in real. your mind is he on the team next year i think so i think um i don't think that's the other thing is that like he has some crazy bio clause and i don't think I don't think anybody's going to come and offer like 125 million. Like people are saying Chelsea to replace Rudiger. Um, I don't know if he fits into three. Yeah, I don't know if he's a good enough ball you playing think back. Tuchel's there though. Like I think he, I think he's, you know, he, I yeah, think he won a Champions be- League. I, he's also the best yeah. option that they've got right now. Like who, who would come? I'm in? available. <laughs> the collective of this pod, <laughs> the coach Chelsea, brain the brain trust. trust. That's, yeah. that's, that's the that's the only of the big six that really has ties to Italian coaches in the past in their history yeah. and players. So we we could talk to him. We got it. Yeah, I I would hate me. I would hate it. But I think he stays because I don't think there's a market for a mm-hmm. defender at that price level. Um, but I think if there's a good offer, I, think he's I mean, we also thought that like there was no market for Ramsey, Bentancur, <laughs> and those guys. You never yeah. know. Market's weird. Ramsey, that's a weird one. The way that his his loan is structured. But I'm just happy he's gone. I, yeah. It's funny that you go from being a Juve to going to Rangers. Yeah. Hey. Don't don't Rangers have won a million titles. Rangers may have more trophies, more more like league trophies. Scudetti. <laughs> I, was, I was about <laughs> to say <laughs> they might have more. They might have more like Scottish uh, league titles. Yeah, just because it's all, it's literally just them and. and I think Celtic, Celtic has Celtic. the most, yeah. and then it's Rangers them. It's them. Right Celtic and Aberdeen. Well, the New York Yankees have the are the winningest franchise in all of sports. As yeah, the, love that. As the radio commercials definitely the not lying. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Ramsey had offers from the Premier League and turned them all down. Apparently, Burnley, Crystal Palace, um, I'm just names some of the biggest Burnley. clubs in the world. <laughs> no, wanted Aaron Ramsey. You know, you know what club that's on this that I love that's on the list? It's good old Arsenal, baby. We don't want him back. Although we just we need a midfielder, but I'm not going to go there. Jack Wilshere is available for you. Apparently, he's training with the squad. Oh yes, <laughs> oh, baby. Mike said it as a joke, and oh, now yes. it's a reality. No, he's not like on the team. He's just training to get fitness to like, go try to do like I think like a championship or like a lower tier Premier League team. You can't get lower tier than Arsenal, but neither here nor there. All right, Mike, your your players. You said I went already. first. Yeah, he, he went, went first. first. Oh, I'm sorry. I just didn't hear Castillejo, so I didn't. <laughs> I didn't register. I'll add Cassie to the disappointing. Oh, so I have. Oh, that's right. I mean, he's been, you know, but this year too. Samu, you, you can't be disappointed with the guy. Like, <laughs> you look at that and you're just like, he's managed to stay on this team. Like, good for him. Like, he's winning on a personal level every what if he was single day. Ramsey's salary, though. Oh, then it's even uh, better. Mike, yeah. Mike he's an him, exceptional player. I will, I would love to be on me on Twitter like every day. As the, it's, oh, it's toxic. You don't want it. It's man. really it toxic. Yeah. Up. I've, I have like a, a small <laughs> pervy, like peer view into it, and it's so so. 
for the for the followers and also for myself, like who do you follow that makes like me on Twitter like as crazy? Oh, don't just name check names. the trending stuff. Yeah, trending. You know? Okay, you don't even have to name names. It's just I, like because you know some people have like certain sources. There's just stuff. a level of toxicity there that is just. But then you have Inter who are pulling in. No, Inter Juve fans, they're toxic, but Milan... Inter fans are in a good place right now, Marco. Yeah, we're happy. We don't very good. We don't spew text out. Only when Juve's ahead of us do we really spew it. Yeah, that's Um, a really good topic. Let's put it this way. Inter are so content that they're trying to cheer up Milan supporters. That's how toxic... (laughs) (laughs) That's how bad it is. So... Like, I see people, like, saying, oh, it's not that bad. Like, they're just rebuilding. They're going to have a really big summer. And, like, me on Twitter is just like, no, this is awful. Have you ever seen that, like, Spongebob meme with everything burning? (laughs) We fixed it! It's just every day, yeah. So I want to add two people. One that impressed me and one that disappointed me. Impressed me is Dumfries. I think Dumfries was a very big improvement. I think, like... For the price tag you got him and the impact he's had on your team is huge. Hmm. What? I don't know if I agree with that. I feel no, like I think I think he improvement. Has. It's not an improvement. Do you mean over Hakimi? Imp- yeah. No, sorry. I, I meant impressed. I didn't mean improvement. I meant okay. impressed. If you could yeah. graph it, he'd be like like a sine wave. Like he like started out great and then shot yeah, down and then is now like okay again. Yeah, but when you think, about oh, I think like, he's been excellent. I think he's been really good. Like in excellent. the past, like four or five since, games since since Damian went down. Yeah, and he had to start. Since Darmian, you know who really? What year is this? You know who really disappointed me though. I don't know why he keeps getting on these like big moves. Maximovic, the center back on Fiore. From all the hype that's around Malenkovic, whatever. I knew I was going to get a name. You mean Dusan Vlahovic? (laughs) (laughs) That's the Juve center back. It's different. (laughs) You mean Dusan Vlahovic? No, check back at a month. Center back. What was the name? Yeah, Malenkovic. Malenkovic. I think he's been very disappointed this season. With all the hype that's been around him, Uh, he's been. Quarta's the better one of. That's what I'm saying. Quarta, I was very good. Yeah, he's very good. Um, But you know, since you've been away for so long, and it is international break. Let's give our thoughts. Our patron hero, Valtelli, has been called up to the national team. So do we know what games are being played this break? I don't think. I, have I don't think any. I think it's just like, I think it's I think just it's like a break. Yeah. Yeah. camp. So it is, this, a very useful break. This is this is Italian soccer player's dream. It, you have two midwinter breaks. That's great. It's just, I was, telling, I was talking to someone about the 2022 World Cup. I was like, oh, yeah, you know, the one that Italy's not going to be a part of. And potentially the U.S. Because they, they lost to Canada, Canada, right? Canada. Wow, that was bad. Well, Canada. I, Canada's the best team in CONCACAF. Right? They are right now. Yeah. But my thing is, it's like, they if you have that be. roster, you have Champions League players. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. You have, like, a good handful of Champions League players. Mm-hmm. Like, a bunch of dudes in America play on legit teams, like, all the time. Yeah. Like, it's not just Pulisic. Like, then you have McKinney, obviously. Adams. Adams yes. might be the realest one of those guys. He's good. Where does he play? Leipzig. Oh. Uh. Was that dude Aronson? Aronson, who everybody wants. What happened Serginho to Genio Dest? I was to say, what, what happened to Dest? I feel like he dropped off a lot. Yeah, I think he. I think he's going to get sold. Everyone yeah. kind of realized that Barca sucks. <laughs> and they were like, wait a minute. Well, no, Barca tries to put 10 strikers in one position. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, it's so all, we, we, we got to get our laughs in at Barca right now. Oh, I'm loving like, it. I'm basking in it. I, yeah, I before three years from now, when it's like, oh shit, it's happening they're, they're again. Literally, <laughs> they're literally back to being fucking. Pedri is the yeah, god. 2009. Oh, I will. I will forever. I might build a shrine to Barca for taking the Aubameyang contract off of our books. D- just think about the strikers they have: Luke De Jong, Memphis Depay, <laughs> all by Aubameyang, um, Ferran Torres. Now that they just brought in, he's not a striker, but Yaya Torre. Like they still have Adama Oh my god! I keep saying that. That is bad. It's the Torre at the end. 
There's uh, no Taurus. I truly can play every oh position. Oh my god, <laughs> that was bad. It's that like was... a fantasy team, but if you could only draft in like the last four rounds. No, what it reminds me of it's like the old uh, GIF or GIF, however you pronounce it, of like Arsene Wenger driving like the tour bus that are in London, and all like the Arsenal players like jumping in the background. It's Javi driving it's, the it's wheel. It's a shit show. It's an absolute shit show. I mean, I and the real know. question is, where are they getting this money? They cry poverty, but then spend absorbent amount of money on positions that they don't need. Right? They're they're start PK is their starting center back still. He's and like, sometimes it's their center forward. <laughs> yeah, he's like thirty five <laughs> years old. What is he doing? I think he's been. This is a very hot take. I know I'm gonna hear it, but I think PK has been the most overrated center back I've seen. Uh, he married Shakira, so no, and Shakira's great. He's, he's living a better it. life no, than any his life. I think Marcus no, is they're divorced now. His, I, I, I am. They're divorced. I think they got divorced. There, were, there was a rumor. I think there was a rumor that he cheated on her. Are right? Saying, was that it? What an idiot if that's true. I'm going to check the facts. I think she stayed like 26 for like 30 years. It's ridiculous. Like she doesn't look like she's aged at all. We love you, Shakira. We're, we're checking the, the facts. What do you mean? Yeah. We did the Super Bowl last yeah. year. No, not last year. I was two right years before ago. COVID. Yeah, yeah, it was 2020. It was the San Fran, what's it called? Chiefs soon. Can't believe it. Yeah, we're According going to Wikipedia, 2011 through present, they've been partners. Damn it. So Shit. She's not <laughs> on the market. Sorry, guys. Could have had her on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe we'll break this rumor that Marco's talking about on the pod with her live. Like, no. Ready for this one, Shakira? No, when PK signs for Juve for a $40 million transfer, oh. then she'll come on the pod. Yeah, exactly. It's all right. They're going to send Rugani the other way for <laughs> Dude. Rugani's worth it. The, re- the, the reason why Shakira has to come on the podcast is we haven't head. invited her because she's not in Serie yeah. Well, she can't play in Serie That's a minute. She's not dating anybody in Serie There it is. Yet. 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 I'm yes. not in Serie Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gents. I think it was a good return pod. We'll be back soon. Yeah, I have I have one last question. Oh, let's get picks. We didn't do picks yeah, this yeah. Oh, that's right. I want to do picks one and also... I'm trying to think of a pun for Oliva Bennett, but I can't think of one right now. I'll, I'll think of it. Don't worry. That's supposed to in come next time. Yeah, yeah next time. Yeah, someone was pulling about it even better. Add it to your like list of to do things. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you gotta be on the fly with these things, man. Come on, our people. He's done. He's done better with. Would you, would you say? Would you say six months? You, and he's would, done with the whole Ferrari would team. Would you say? For he had, oh my god, that's a hot. Did, what wasn't he Didn't there he when Schumacher good? was there? I don't know. Would you say he had oh, a good arrival? Ah, there you go. Sometimes the most obvious one is. All right, let's go with the first one: the Derby de la Madonina, Saturday. Beautiful pronunciation. We have. I'm gonna say, the big three zero Inter. You know he's gonna do the reverse. Yeah, you know it's coming. He's gonna be like, I think Milan's gonna break the record eight nil. You go. Oh, me? You, you're you oh. the team that's involved in this. I thought we were all doing it. One nothing Milan. <laughs> I'm calling it. I'm calling it. One nothing Milan. Rocco, you go. Uh, 2-1. But you guys watched this Inter. other. You guys Inter. watched two the one first Inter. one, right? Like, <laughs> two one, 2-1, one, 1-0. One, one, I'm like, Milan's going to get walked off the pitch. It like, might be 2-1 Milan. I don't, oh, I don't know about that. I'll say two one Inter. It's for I'm your gonna, birthday. No, it's for your birthday. It's gonna be one nothing. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two zero Inter. I think that that's. I thought he was gonna go Milan. Also, I think Mike's. I'm debating. I'm debating. <laughs> I'm stuck between an Inter win or a tie because I think that we kind of had the same sentiment the first go around, and it was pretty much a one one. I picked draw. 
I know I picked the, draw the first time. I'm saying like most of the, 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 the sad part is like, yeah, it was a draw, but it wasn't a draw. It wasn't a draw. I can't believe that was a That's draw. That's the thing. Like, I think that the fact that they're playing this again, I think that they're going to come even hungrier. I don't think I saw Inter dominate Milan like that since they beat them 4 nothing, And the fact that it was 1-1 really bothers me. So Well, you get your revenge match now. Yeah. Thank you, Lautaro. How do we feel about Fiore Lazio? Mm. That's a good match. That, that. I got rebound here. I got Fiorentina proving the doubters wrong with a whopping 3-1 win. I was about to pick 3-1, but then I forgot that their whole team is now on Juve. <laughs> just it's, got one it's more guy. like Lazio versus Juve's B team. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I still think the Bernardeschi is my favorite one of it. Because it was like they were just getting good again, and it was just like, nah, <laughs> we'll take him. Uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 2 1 Fiore. 3 uh, all. Ooh. You go. I already said 3 1 yeah. Fiore. Oh, I didn't hear Oh, wait, no, we got to ask. Boom, boom on the, sc- on the score sheet? Yes. Of course. <laughs> He's going to score every I got, game. I got a brace for what boom, boom. So, Rocco, you have 3 3. You have 2 1 Fiore. Fiore you 3 have- 1 Fiore. I'm gonna go three one Lazio. Okay. I think Where is I, this match? I think it's in Fiore. It's, yeah, it's at the Academy of Franchi. Yeah. So But I think Lazio's kinda getting slept on a bit with all this noise. I think yeah, I, I think Sadi's cooking something in the lab that <laughs> I feel like they've and, lost and all out these old labs. You mean you mean that cigarette really isn't a cigarette? Yeah. <laughs> it's so small. I don't get how it gets so small so quick. I would say it's something he just chews on it. Yeah, it's, it's gross. Disgusting. Yeah. And then I guess for our third and last one, how do we feel about should we do Juve Verona? Yeah, I think yes. that's yeah. a good one. That's in that's at the J. I think is what it's called. The J. Two door comes that's what home. The cool kids call it. Nil nil draw. <sighs> that would be something. <laughs> <laughs> is he gonna play or is he yeah, still Vlaovic playing? He's, he's good to go, yeah. Oh no. Because uh, he, he had his medical and everything. He's clear. I'll say one nil Vlaovic penalty. One nil Juve. Well, Valvish doesn't take the pen. So it'll be Dybala. I'm going to go to... No, he's going to cause the pen. Oh. Yeah, it's going to be like a 90th one after Dybala's come out because he can't play a full 90. I think it's going to be 2-0 Juve, but the second one will come really late. It'll be a stressful 2-0 mm-hmm. win. I'm going to go 1-1. I like that. I was close I got. To I think I'm going to go 1-1. I, I, the big teams seem to suffer a lot more coming out of international break than the smaller teams, and I, I don't think yeah. Hellas has anybody on international break. So they're... They're in the. They're like resting. They're ready to go. Two doors probably has an axe to grind. So I'm gonna go Hellas one one. I could see. You mean tie one one? I'm sorry. Yeah, but that's a win for Hellas yeah. in my book. Hellas two one. Ooh. Also happy Simeone. birthday this weekend to Juventus legend Cristiano Ronaldo. Oh my God! The other dude we just saw. Also had it's that. a bunch of people. Tevez's birthday is this is the sixth. Ronaldo, I think Neymar's as well. There was someone we just we just checked. Covered. No, it was some dumb singer. I think it was like Simone Cristici or something. Oh, yeah. right? I have a serious question for you. CR seven. Okay. DV seven or SP seven. SP seven. SP seven has to be. <laughs> you can't S- beat S- the effort that he gave. Simone Pepe yeah. up and down. <laughs> <laughs> He's too good. I thought Pepe was seven. Oh, sorry. No. They said nine. Marco's oh, off of it right now. Oh, oh, oh. 
<laughs> my God, do the whole pot under the table next time. He's asking everybody what their kicks are five times. Oh, that was bad. Oh, no. That was bad. Wow. Oh, we got we to gotta end it before this man falls asleep. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. I might oh, my God. That was horrible. I do want to I want to end on one. <laughs> the brain stopped one going thought, to his one head. Last one last thought. One last question I want to post to the pot, then we'll wrap up. Now that we're in the second half, what are you most interested in seeing in the second half of the season? Who wants to start? I'll go. Okay. I want to see Skamaka keep it up. I want to see. I want to show. I want him to show consistency. Mm-hmm. I want some, some Italian striker to like perform well and like actually be like, okay, this is someone that we should seriously consider instead of Immobile. So I, I'm gonna. I have to drop a, a Skamaka like, dro- like positivity here, and I'm hoping it, it goes that way. Okay. So that's what I'm gonna go for. And Tonali. I want to see Tonali keep it up, too. Sorry, I'm going to say Jose and how the second half goes for him. Because mm-hmm. they've been on an uptrend, but I don't know. Something about that feels like he could get <laughs> fired any day now. Yeah, seriously. Raka? What was the question? That, what do we what, Just see? something you're looking forward to seeing in the second half of the season. Like, what are you most intrigued by? Oh. I think the relegation, though. Not. I wasn't just going to say Vlaovic. <laughs> my, my, my favorite player. I wasn't going to mention that. Um, no, the relegation <laughs> battle. I said before, I think that... Uh, Spezia was eight points clear with three teams. Eight points is like a good gap, but when you consider that there are like seven teams, mm-hmm. eight teams within ten points, uh, that's interesting. And like we were saying, like Cagliari's on paper a talented team, but they're right now very much in the drop. So uh, it'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. Other than Salernitana, who yeah, did not get the big window that everyone expected with Diego Costa and Caio George expected. But oh you know. my God, Caio George. I, I want to see one thing I'm intrigued to see if Atalanta kind of break. Like, that's my thing right now. I think that's a storyline that's feasible. Where right can now, can only hope <laughs> with Mike's luck. With Mike's luck, no, Atalanta's think... gonna break, but so is Milan. Oh, yeah. and, it's gonna be, <laughs> and it's gonna be like Juve and Roma that like come into yeah. round out the top four. No, that's I, I'm interested to see, you know, with all these injuries that they have, you know, they have a break now, so maybe they get some people back. Although I don't think they are. And now with the loss of Gosens, where do they go from here? Well, Gosens wasn't playing anyway. But still, you know, that's what to look forward to in the season. Yeah. Now it's like you don't have that, so how does Atlanta rebound from oh, that? Oh, another thing that I want to see is Spinatola playing again. Is uh, he coming back? I think he's supposed to be. I hope not. I really well, hope he, not. Well, so he tore, he tore his Achilles in July. So yeah. the earliest, I would say, is probably like If April. he was playing anywhere but Roma, I would say, let's see. It. But Roma has that history of just like yeah. people Curses. going down. Yeah. Like they, Zaniolo. Zaniolo. Well, Spinatola. Yeah, they just... Yeah. And Mal's gonna run him into the, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mal. Yeah. Mourinho's gonna use him in as like, the uh, whole fast. Oh, he's back. I know? agree with you. So I want to see him like, play. Yeah, I want to see him play because I, you know, he's I, an exciting I would, player to watch. I would like to see him. I don't want to see him rushed back. Yeah. I agree. I'm with because you. my issue is if he gets rushed back and it's right between right around the qualifiers, then Mancini might call him up and I might do him in. As well. Absolutely <sighs> would. If he's fit, he's playing that game. I know. I get that, but I'm saying <laughs> this like, is the first time he's on the field since the Euros. But all right, guys. So glad Finally to be back. Had it. So glad Finally to be back. Had it. Holidays are yeah, over. So we got no holidays coming up. If uh, if Milan win this week, can we skip that pod? Can you forget to set it up? Well, don't worry, that it's not gonna happen. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Mike is gonna be writing in the chat where it's like pod, pod, pod. Every, <laughs> it's gonna be every day, nine a.m. Pod. He's like, pod, I think we have pod. a real Scudetto challenge now. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> <It's like laughs> All right. Until next time. Thank you guys. Thank, Thank you. Guys. Until next time. Ciao.